1: Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muk Delivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via of participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply, see you at mcdonalds.com.
0: Welcome everybody to uh, another episode of Forever Bristol City Podcast. It wasn't to be a happy ending for City up at the uh, City ground last night against Nottingham Forest because it finished uh, after extra time. Forest won, City won, then it went to the dreaded penalty shootout which we lost by uh, five goals to three. Now before we say anything else on this episode, neither Ian, Mark or myself were at the game and have only seen limited highlights. So whatever we say is given uh, against that background for those that say, how can you comment on a match that you didn't see? But by all accounts, it was a good spirited display from uh, city. Uh, Ian, uh, just give me 30 seconds on what your immediate thoughts were before we delve into some of the action.
2: My immediate thoughts is you weren't a goal down earlier on, early on, and it was uh, quite a debatable one. It looked like handball to me on the highlights I've seen. Um, And we came back well, Uh, Andy King, who was perhaps a surprise inclusion, um, played a major part in the goal. Our problem all season. uh, In fact, it's been a problem for probably the last two seasons is sticking the ball in the net. And that's how it proved last night, because we had enough chances in the last period of extra time to win the game 3-1 and we didn't. And that be my abiding memory. Of the game will be the Sam bell last ditch tackle that's a kid that cares and then seeing the poor lad in tears after the game but head up mate and uh on to the next game
3: mark your thoughts Ah, uh, painful um at the end going out on penalties but it's the same thing what we we can take away from a city performance that ticks so many boxes spirit energy commitment Lots of chances created, took a Premier League team to the limit, but will be forever thinking about a missed opportunity because of, ch- of, of simple chances, simply weren't pack- in the back of the net. And that stimmed our progression in the FA Cup. It's also uh, stopping our progression in the league. There's some good foundations to build on. And I too thought um, Andy King coming in was outstanding was really dominant in midfield for 60 minutes and that's all you're going to get out of him after so many months out. Joe Williams again, a revelation with his tackling and the passing extra time for, uh, for Sam Bell. Wonderful. And Sam Bell, you know, that last ditch tackle, it was great to listen to it on the radio where radio paints pictures and the excitement of the commentators grips us all. You're wondering what's going on, but it's just so painful, David. When we come away, when we should have won the game, we should have beaten Forest, and we've really got to take uh, the good thing, the good points of last night's game and go into Saturday's game and just go there and win the, win it. We we're capable of winning it. We can take three points. Let's go and win that game, and let's go and move up the division. We've got some good players to come in. We got we've got injured players coming back. Let's make the rest of the season. something to be proud of. That's
0: it. I mean, perhaps uh, I was a bit harsh saying season over at 9.45 last night it was actually 10.30 I think by the time everything had been uh, done for. But, you know, you can't take it away from City. It it was a good performance. They've more than matched two, well, they beat one and over the two games you could argue they deserve to beat Forest as well. And, yeah, I'll be honest, I think Leeds are probably better than both of those two Premier sides because for me, you know, (laughs) I want I want to see that level of commitment put in week in, week out between now and the end of the season. You know, and we going back to that Leeds game. You know, they were good, but we didn't compete in that. And my fear for Saturday is, although Ian quite rightly chastised me for saying this, because there are players to come in, we don't want to hear anything about tiredness. But I think it's going to be a factor whoever comes in but there we go uh, ian um makeshift side there were some force changes because of uh, suspension uh and changing the formation again when you saw how it lined up it sort of semi-predictable wasn't it or were there a couple of changes that you might have thought um different think, to what uh, Ian started with
2: i think andy king starting the game was probably one out of left field um the, the other changes i mean the great thing about it and why i um tweeted this week that i'll scream if i hear anybody talking about fatigue and tiredness because we've got three players fresh that we can bring in we've got campering we've got mabuda we've got uh taylor yeah. gardner hickman we can bring in we've got three players who played limited minutes last night so you've got the likes of george tanner tommy conway um so no i at don't know as well and night
0: night and night
2: night you play exactly right so that's that's you know two-thirds of the team almost so let's not have people groaning and groaning about tiredness and minutes and legs and stuff like that and pretty soon not saturday um we'll have a much stronger bench and it's great that all everyone basically apart from um Eamon will be playing games for the under 21. Some will play two because we've got two games, we've got one Saturday, uh, and hence why they can't be on the bench at Borough. And we've got one on Tuesday. Uh, that's against QPR and Cardiff, respectively. So they'll all be playing. So uh and they'll be spending some time doing it. Now you have to hope they come through that and everything's okay, but with the medical team. Uh, they must be confident to say, well, yeah, let's let's prep the, press the button. So it's only Eamon now that is going to need more minutes before he starts playing for the under-21s, okay. in which after two ACLs. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, it, there, there were no... Well, I suppose one slight tactical... You, I wouldn't call it a surprise, but it was different. We went to a flat-back four again. And I think... Looking at the players that we've got available, four-two-three-one or something like four-one-three-two, is the way forward because we've got we've now got some quite good or some very good attacking players with pace, and we need to yeah. utilise that. But we need yeah. someone to give them the ball in the key areas, which is, which okay. is what we haven't had. So, right. um, yeah, uh, hopefully, if all the lads go through the under twenty ones and come back we'll be seeing new faces against Southampton and even more against QPR. And squad depth at this level, or, or I'll say in in the, the um, championship, is exceptionally important. And it's something we haven't had all season under whichever manager.
0: Yeah. Okay. Mark, it was good to see uh, Jamie knight Bell get on because, you know, come on after 83 minutes, you probably thought maybe he'd see the game out, but he had the extra time piece to uh to contend with
3: yeah yeah i mean i think he uh, he's normally a, a center back but you know he, he he to play in a right wing back role and i think he did very well um from from what from what i heard um great for him to get minutes in a game like that against premier league opposition and going back to the lineup i thought thought back four made us more compact um so you perm uh, George Tanner for Ross McCrory. And if we go moving forward, I suppose that that leaves you with a selection headache about who do you pick it right back. And um, if you I mean, if if you want something more dynamic, one on one defending George Tanner might be a better defender. But if you're aiming to have attacking backs and have Pring on one side and McCrory on the other, possibly because of their directness. Uh, and you know will will give opposing defences and then you've got the two holding midfield players possibly with one moving forward. I mean lots of teams do do seem to employ a four two three one. Mo I mean most teams nowadays have a single striker, although that really changes the four two three one is really like a four two fr- four, 3 3 or 4 is it is it, it, 2 it's fluid it's fluid throughout throughout the game. But, yeah, I think that's the only selection headache you'd have uh, because you'd have to consider uh, McCrory, McCrory for Tanner uh, in any, any future games. So that's not a bad selection headache to have. But, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the other uh, players coming back. I think Alan Gwinnell uh, may have asked about... Uh, or, or Oh, yeah, Colin Millward's been asking about Scott Twine. I don't think Twine will be available for the, uh, for the Middlesbrough game. Um, I don't know if anybody yeah, else is here, Possibly, Ian's
0: just tweeted uh, or put on the text feed in response to one of the questions. He, he reckons Twine will be back for uh, Southampton. So yeah, hopefully. yeah. So that, that's I good. I mean, we, he's, he's
3: yeah, I I think he's think a missing link, is, isn't he? He's the man yeah. you know we'll look to 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 you know playing behind the strikers to make things happen and could weigh in with goals because boy, do we need a goal scorer right now? Well, and, and, and all these got players step
0: coming up. back, I can't necessarily see how it is going to solve the goal scoring problem, you know, because we've got high hopes of Mbude if he comes back, but you know, he's not proven anything like championship level there, but they're all coming back. And I've always been somebody who said, how can you rush somebody straight back in without playing reserve games? But I think, you know, a game under 21 and then giving them half an hour again, that comes back to squad depth because, you know, look at, look at what happened last night. Andy King, played great for an hour you're able to bring Matty James on um Roberts you know he did well for an hour now he's not been. he's just not got enough match practice but getting players back I I I hope you know I share like to share Ian's optimism that we might see Rob Atkinson on the bench if not Tuesday if not Saturday then Tuesday and if not Tuesday Definitely the following Saturday, unless yeah. He, I mean, you've got with an ACL, you've
3: got to take you've yeah. got to take these things very carefully, and the club will be will be concerned about risks. So they'll they'll yeah. you know they'll put him through an under twenty one game and see how how it re- reacts to that. Okay. I mean, he had a setback a few months ago. Yeah. I mean, it, it, a guy's lost a year of his career, so yeah. they'll be wrapping him oh, up yeah. in cotton wool because any any further problems was. I mean, you've got to look at at poor Eamon. He's had two ACLs. These things can go very easily. The exactly. knee's got to be got to be right, and uh, we want the guy to have a, have a career, not just yeah. play for Bristol City. It's his job. Okay, he?
0: let's let's get into the action. And uh, as I've only seen the highlights, as all three of us uh, have, uh, one thing that caught me early on was great save by Max from uh, Gibbs White. Nuno showing some. Uh, he made, I think he made eight changes from the side that played at the weekend. I think they got a draw at Bournemouth. But Gibbs-White tested Max early on. But, Ian, the goal, I've only seen it from one camera angle. So, I guess you're the same. Um, you know, was it? could it have been better defended? Was there the handball by or the it unintentional off the arm from Origi? And we had VAR. I don't think VAR was used at all last night, was it? Or was it? I don't know.
3: It was, yeah. Sorry.
0: Sorry, Ian,
2: you, Karen. I mean, couldn't it have been better defended? Yeah, it was a pretty average corner to the near post. It wasn't like it was a superbly, uh, superbly work move. And yes, it looked to me like it brushed his arm before it, it, or more than brushed his arm, it hit his arm before and deflected into the net, leaving Max wrong-footed. So he immediately appealed for handball. So did everybody else. And, um, uh, the, with the goals that I've seen overturned for handball by VAR this season, you know, where a guy's running through, the goalkeeper comes out, challenges him, it, the goalkeeper hits the ball with his knee, it goes up and hits the bloke on the, the top, on his arm, or there, and it's quite inadvertent, but once again... um it, it it does. You can see why people get frustrated with it, because there seems to be it's this old thing that referees have always been cursed with. And that's interpretation. And whereas one VAR will give it, perhaps another one won't. So I can understand the frustration. But yeah, I mean, both both things. It, w- it was a pretty ordinary corner. I mean, decent jump in a header. But I mean, Max had the header covered apart from it hitting. uh in arm was it Origi's arm and, and went in?
0: Yeah, it was interesting on that little clip. You probably saw it. But when they're walking back to the centre circle after the goal, I think one of the Forest players is almost pointing to his arm, saying, it hit me up here and it was unintentional. Have a look at that again. Anybody who, well, even if you're at the game, you probably wouldn't have spotted that. But have a look at that on the four-minute clip. There's conversation going on there. Mark, uh, your, your turn on the goal
3: if i mean if 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 it hits the arm in the act of in the act of a goal being scored it should be disallowed and the ball must change direction because max has got it covered it's flicked on from the corner um in the 18-yard box across the defenders Max would save it if it didn't hit his arm. So where are the cameras? We've only got the uh, the benefit of one angle. The, I mean, VAR must have been looking at behind the goal, but it comes back to that rule. If it's the act, if it, if it hits the arm in the act of scoring of, and the act of a goal being scored it should be disallowed. Mm-hmm. But one thing it did do, I mean, City started off really slowly. They were pinned down by Forrest. It really woke them up and, and contributed to, to the, 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 the impact they had on the first half after that.
4: Mm-hmm. So
3: I think uh, it, it did it did help City somewhat to, to um, get into the game, but it should have been disallowed.
0: Yeah, and that maybe riled them up a little bit. And I'll stick with you on the goal. Uh, our goal, Mark and then come to you on it as well ian but you know hayden Roberts sort of set the ball in motion on the left side when uh he pushed it across to uh to king uh you know and i mean his vintage year he's, he's in his twilight years king but uh take take us through the goal as you saw It's cracking cracking save good shot good save yeah you mark and then i'll get Ian to talk in
3: detail yeah he stri- he strides up to the penalty area he's about 20 25 yards out and strikes the ball uh, to the right of the goal. Turner tips it onto uh, the right post. It goes back across the goal, hits the left post, and then um, I don't know which City player, mm-hmm. takes it on the byline, knocks it Sam, back into the Sam, six. Pardon? Sam Bell. It was Sam, Sam Bell. It's... Uh, it's stops it from going out and then knocks it back into the six yard box. And Jamie uh, and uh, Jason Knight is steaming in and hits it into into the back of the net. A bit of a similar finish to the one he he got against Norwich. And we really need to see him. That's where you want your midfielders steaming into the area to, you know, fox in the box to take chances like that. So we got our just rewards, but yeah, it would have been a cracking goal. But a brilliant save by Turner to turn it yeah. onto the post, and I think he thought he thought it was um, you know chance gone because it hit the other post. But City kept it alive. Yeah, oh, I haven't
0: I haven't noticed it hitting two posts. And still, yeah, it hit two so. posts.
3: But he yeah he, he made a brilliant save to turn it onto the post because uh, um, he gets a lot of pelters. I think Matt Turner about some of his other play. Um, you know, that that he's he's got caught in possession, he's conceded a few goals from sloppy, from sloppy, uh, from sloppy kicking out. Um, it's not like you know our goalkeepers ever had that problem, but yeah, he gets pelters from the Forest fans, but yeah, unlucky with that. But there, there you go, tough.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Ian, great for City to come back so quickly. Um, because you know, when you go and one nil down after eight minutes on the back of a poor performance against Leeds, you're thinking, here we go, you know, we're gonna get a gub in here, but you know, we reacted in a positive way. And it was a cracking goal in every respect, you know, the, the build up to it and the determination by by Sam, um, well worthy to get back at that time, weren't we?
2: Oh, absolutely. And uh, I mean it it made another decision. I don't think I can ever listen. To uh Ed and Gary doing the commentary on Radio Bristol again because it's just too stressful. <laughs> because <laughs> he's got it, it's gone. In, it's gone in. No, it hasn't, no, no, it hasn't, it hasn't gone. It always oh, pulled it back. It's night, he scored, it's in the back of the net. You think, well, okay, we have actually scored now, and that happened at least four times. Yeah, and it goes in, yeah, well, he's in front of the goal. Oh, oh, how did he miss? This? It's a goal, no, it's not. <laughs> Well, he's, he's, oh dear god yeah. in heaven at least you, at least if you've got a camera you can start jumping up and down yourself or you can see what's oh, no, all
0: I, I was seeing the comments like that on the, oh. on the forum and on twitter and uh you just you like they said
3: like you they're right they're right into it i think i think um radio nottinghamshire had, had it on five live sports Extra. So you got the radio nottinghamshire feed and apparently yeah. they were a lot they were a lot calmer but, yeah. you know, we're looking at it through through, through the eyes of a commentator and, a, and an ex-player and a City fan who are really into it. They want the best for their team. And it just comes out like that, that natural yeah. bias. It's a great thing in some respects. But yeah, if you're a fan, it wasn't great yeah. because you thought we scored oh, about I three goals. Chris,
0: our, our, our oft uh, on here contributed Chris Honours on the text feed as well. And uh, Chris, uh, you know, I don't know how excited you'd have got last night if you'd have been doing that commentary. Interesting, I saw somebody put a clip up of the uh, Nottingham Forest away uh, uh, League Cup semi-final in 1989. And I noticed you lurking around there, Chris, uh, with the number two on your back looking uh, a lot younger than you look now, but it was 35 years ago. They were ago.
3: commenting on Radio Bristol about about his shorts, weren't they? Did, you, did Well, the shorts were still up
0: by people's necks back in those days, but...
3: Uh, <laughs> But there you go, but no, Chris is just yeah. I'm surprised, a, surprised he, I'm surprised he didn't get a hernia in t- those days. Text comment shorts.
0: Goals win games, didn't have a strike of the season of the League Cup run, bought Super Bob and hey presto, yeah. Super Bob hat trick on his debut against Huddersfield Town, if I recall correctly. A six one win. There we go. Um, Ian, after the goal, we, I mean, we enjoyed by all accounts from what I've read. We enjoyed a very good end to the first half and indeed the start of the second. And you've probably seen on the clips, uh, good shot from Tommy, good shot from Mehmeti, save. They're not missed chances, but, you know, they're, you want to be seeing more of that. And when you look at it statistically, Ian, 15 shots, eight on target, crumbs, you know, back in 12 months ago, we weren't even registering double figures in shots in the game, were we?
3: And,
2: and and in fairness against leeds um i don't think we had a shot did we have one, one shot on target did we it was magnetic yeah. yeah so yeah i mean everything's there but sticking the ball in the net and i th- i know that sounds a fairly obvious thing to say but it is the most difficult thing in the game which is why strikers that on some if you look at joker is had a couple of good seasons for coventry and he goes off to portugal for 22 million
0: yeah so but he's still doing it over there, and he's got i think he's got 14 goals and 10 assists yeah. something like that two-thirds of the way through the season and Coventry are going to get a whacking big you know if he goes to one of the big european clubs for 40 million quid Coventry gonna land another 10 million quid there yeah
2: and and this is why if i was you know going away from the game for a second if i was tommy's agent or even his dad I um, it's funny when you can say that and it's absolutely <laughs> possible that, that he could be um, in, in, in fact he could be he could be my grandson but um, what 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 I was I would say if I was advising him I'd say um, sign the contract get a sensible buyout clause and stay where you are because my fear with Tommy is if he if he did go to a Premier League club he would then either get loaned out somewhere probably in the championship
0: yeah
2: um and and become more of the development squad i mean if, if you look at him and you look at the clubs near the bottom of the premier league and with all respect to him he's not going to get in a top six top 18 um you'd be thinking well is he going to get in luton's side would he get in would he be a starter for burnley
0: and, and now he's got yeah
2: yeah and you've now got a situation. I mean, Sheffield United got some good strikers. Yeah, yeah. But it is another level. And it, it, with these points deductions, possible points deductions, I'll say, because to, to be clear, Everton's appeal gets heard this week on the 10 points they've already been deducted. Next week, they're another tribunal where they might lose another 10. Yeah. And Forrest are in this week as well. And it's likely they'll lose 10. Now, Burnley, Luton and Sheffield United must be doing backflips around their boardroom because they must be thinking, well, if they keep on getting these deductions, we'll stay up by default. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I'd be very careful with with a move. Um, and, and, um, And that's why I'd be advising him. Now, by the same token, he's then got an agent who he'll listen to a lot more than he'll listen to me. Uh, in his ear, saying, "Well, I can get you a lot more,"
0: and get himself got,
2: some more to boot, of course. <laughs> and, his, and his, oh yeah, and his best mate saying, "Well, I'm ten to twelve times as much as I was at City." So you you can see the, oh, look, the, can the two see, people. I mean, you can see why he might on on be the shoulder that one's in his ear and and one's in the other ear telling him. But at the end of the day, he's young. And I know young people don't think like that, and I know all this stuff about it's a short career. But my but I would be saying to him, Okay, then sign the contract, get a lot more than you're on now, because City have offered him a lot more than he's on now. Yeah. So do that. There's a buyout clause in it. And we make it something sensible.
0: Because what's his age is what's something sensible in your book then, Ian?
2: To me, it depends how he does between now and the end of the season, Dave. If he gets another eight to ten goals between now and the end of the season, um, then all of a sudden his value starts to rise significantly. So I would say a buyout clause minimum you'd put in. If he wants bigger money, you'd say, right, well, we want 15 million to start with. If he gets those goals. If he doesn't get the goals and he's only on... He, he finishes up on where he is now well, or say let's see he gets three or four more right you you would think well hang on a minute Then it comes down to the same argument as the other players out of contract you say to them you look at him you think can i get a better player than him for about the money i can sell him for or a bit yeah. less would that player command less wages than he wants and the same thing applies to people like Joe Williams. It's all right to course, people yeah, say, "Well, Joe Williams."
0: Will. Sorry to interrupt the end because I need to need to move on. Joe Williams, case in point, he's put in over the last two months performances performances worthy of um, he's put in performances worthy of being offered a contract. But then he might uh, he might already have his agent working on a move somewhere else, and the better he plays, he, he'll leave anyway. For more money, but anyway, let me let me stop you there. You know, it,
2: it, it could be, but then again, like 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 you just said, it depends. Does he want to sign a new contract?
0: well does right? he want to sign? He a he does, new contract for Bristol City. I don't know. Let's move on with the game. Yeah, um, that's the question. Mark, Mark, we made substitutions on the hour. Uh, I think Ian said to me offline before we started, probably premeditated three on the hour. I think it was uh, Cornick coming on for uh, Knight, uh, Bell, uh, James for King, Rob uh, Tanner for. Um, Uh, Roberts, Roberts. I guess that's when Sam went to left wing back. Um, We seemed to alter our momentum a bit. They brought on some big guns as well, but it was really in that second period of extra time, Mark, where we did. We had some glorious chances, didn't we? Let's let's take us through that one that uh, you know Naki got his feet in a tangle, didn't he? Oh.
1: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times delivery free and time supply. See McDonalds.com.
3: Don't don't remind me, I'm still having nightmares looking at that. I've only looked at it twenty times. Uh it's not so you know. Um Mameti plays the the ball to uh to, to play just plays a pass to uh Joe Williams. He's uh, on in in the um, on the left position, about five yards from the on the left side of the forest penalty area. He's got four forest uh, forest uh, defenders behind the ball, and he threads the ball through brilliantly to Sam Bell, who's making a blindside run. Bell's on the uh, byline, p- hits it across the box hard. Now Wells. Is 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 uh, running from the penalty spot into the middle of the goal with, and he's uh, and and he's been marked by Nuno Tavares, who's on loan from Arsenal. Wells' weight goes back on the ball. He's got no control over the ball. So instead of hitting it with his left, I don't know, he can hit the ball with his left foot or his right right foot. It seems to strike the ball between both feet, and the momentum go- takes the ball up in the air. And it bobbles around, comes back out with a goal, and Matt Turner dives on the ball. Yeah. Jamie Knight, the bells to the right of the penalty area on the six-yard line. It only enters the fray, really, when, when Turner's recovered the ball. But Wells just doesn't have control of the ball at all. I don't know if his weight could go forward and he could fall into the net. But really, I think Tavares is a good. It's a good piece of defensive play because he stops him from getting any. Is that, any, is that any, a miss? I mean, it's
0: oh yes, a, it's, yeah, it's a it's mischance chance, in that he involved, was goal. It? In
3: the, he was goal size. I mean, mm. he he could have thrown himself at the at, at the ball. I mean, in days gone by, we see you see those old those old clips: Garland, Jordan. Because, I mean, you just see those six-yard six yard boxes that look like ploughed fields, and play, players would skid on their back and just, ta- and just take the ball, go into the back of the net. Wells doesn't do any of that. He's almost upright uh, until the ball's gone, and then he falls into the back of the net. He, but he's just got... He's goal-side. He just can't get any F4 contact yeah. on the ball, and, and yeah. uh, Tavares stops him from doing it. I mean, it's in one hand, it's a good bit of defensive play, but he should get his foot round the ball. I don't, I just yeah. don't know Ian, what he's thinking.
0: Ian, do you think, I mean, should he have been braver there? Did he put enough effort? Or as Mark said, was he was he falling back? His body position looked all wrong to me. But it, and it was a great build-up to it, wasn't it? It was an
2: excellent build-up, good pass by Joe Williams, good cross by Sam. Uh, who, lest we forget, has been played out of <laughs> position quite a few times and isn't naturally left footed but a great left foot cross i've got no idea you'd have to ask naki what he was trying to do because it seemed he seemed to overrun it fall over it at the same time and then the ball went through his legs so you you'd have to sit sit naki in a chair and say do you want to talk us through that um because i i honestly uh, i i heard it described because it was another one of those where um Gary and Ed decided to give us all our attack. Um he gonna sky- what? What's happening? Um so I I don't know. I've seen it on the highlights clip, I've looked at it three times, and I cannot work out. I think he, if I had to nail my colours to the mask, I'd say he slightly overran it, which seems almost impossible that close to the goal line. That's, but that's, he that just he seemed to get get past the ball and then not be able to hook his leg round, so it sort of hit the inside of his foot and went over the line. It was a, a really strange one.
0: Yeah, Mark, and we had two, well, are they chances? Should we have done better? Matty James uh, put a powerful shot over the top, yeah, but he, at least he got the shot away. Uh, but yeah, it's a recycled
3: uh, corner. Tanner headed it back into the area, It bounced up for James. And if he just keeps his head down, it's on target, it's in. But again, it's one of those, and Ed and Ed and uh, Gary again. Oh, I missed it. Um, it what, just like that, Mark, what about
0: after that when Naki, I uh, say, burst past, stumbled past their centre half, and then broke away? Yeah, I and think crossed.
3: it was F- 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 Philippe. who was giving Felipe. him. It was giving him power. It was
0: Harry Cornick, you know, hero yeah. or zero. Well, sadly, it was, it Cinders, was zero. Cinderella,
3: but... late, for, late for the ball again. Yeah, I mean, he, the stupid thing is, he looks like he's going to get to the ball, but he hasn't got it under control. It, it was similar to the to the Preston move last last season, where uh, where Alex Scott played himself out of trouble. There wasn't the skill that side, but it was played to the right, and Wells does really well to get past Felipe. Um, who I think, um, you know, was was a little shit all game kicking him, I think, all over the place. And Wells yeah. didn't get anything out of him. Goes down the right and plays it across the ball. And you just want that ball to be caressed in the back of the net. But Cornick, again, he's got a defender next to him. He's goal side. He just needs to get a good contact. But he's outstretched. He's he's yeah. actually on his back and he stretches out to the ball and it goes and it, over the bar. It you know. curls over the top, yeah.
0: But Ian, Ian, then Cornick... Hero to zero to hero in the sense that he was the first to step up and uh, take a penalty kick for us, which he uh, finished with a plom. Was that did we start the pens or did they start the pens? They did. They yeah. did. So let's let's talk about the pens, Ian, as as you as you saw them. I mean he took he took that one away. Uh Forrest didn't miss any of theirs, but you know, what was your take? On the, on the pens. And should other players have stepped up, there were more experienced players available, you know, to who could have taken the spot kicks. Was it right that Sam Bell should take the second one, which he missed?
2: Well, they probably looked at it in training and they may have had some kind of, I don't know, penalty competition. But a lot of the time with penalties, it's who feels confident. And it's all right saying, well, I used to take and I felt confident. Yeah, but they're taking them in the Downs League or the District League, and they're taking them in front of twenty-seven thousand people. It's a bit different, uh, a little bit like when we've had players in the past miss it, miss it Wembley, and miss penalties in key games. We're looking Warsaw, Warsaw in the playoffs, um, the Gordon Owen moment. Gordon Owen. It, it's you know, it, it's one of those, it, it's one of those things. Who feels confident? Um, I don't like really short run-ups um but you've got to think who had gone off the field i mean tommy would have definitely taken one yeah jason knight would probably have taken another one so there's there's two add two to the three that scored and you know it's it's that if if you're anti but we had to make the changes we did with an eye to saturday they did exactly the same because they've got a massive game against newcastle Mm -hmm. um and they've got a pile of a pile of injured players for them as well as us the relief comes that their new signings which strangely enough includes a goalkeeper um after turner's heroics last night but perhaps he'll play in the cup And sales will yeah. play in the uh in the league but they've they've got three players back chris woods has done his hamstring and he's out might even be out for the season and that that's a big one like, of us <laughs> Well, it, if you look around the leagues, Dave, it, it isn't just us with this ongoing injury problem. And before I forget to mention it, one interesting thing I saw this week, City are advertising for a another uh, fitness and conditioning coach. And I'm wondering if they're going to promote somebody from within because they haven't yet employed a Dave Rennie replacement. So whether they promote somebody from within, and I don't know this, I'm just it forward is a it might happen whether they because sometimes you promote somebody and then you backfill so yeah. you say well, well we'll make in managing director uh, the, the guy is sales director managing director so we needed to bring in a sales director to backfill yeah. similar type of thing i noticed they were advertising for that that um, senior type of role so it would be interesting to see what happens there and obviously as well as anything else if you do something like that there is often a money saving.
0: Of course, yeah. Because you using your practical business example, you make your sales director MD, and then you can go out and get ahead of sales and probably save yourself twenty five grand. And I'm speaking on personal experience there. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let's move. On. Let's move on because we 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 as uh, say we, we we can't be as in depth as we would normally be because we've seen a limited amount of uh, the action. I want to make uh, two comments. First of all. I said about, I gave the ball boys some sticks. Somebody picked me up on it for them not picking the ball up and throwing it to us and throwing a sense of urgency. Apparently, the uh, EFL ruling is that all the ball boys, girls, or whatever are supposed to do is to place a loose ball on the plinths, which I think there are six or eight plinths around the ground where the ball is resting. So when they're sat there on their butts doing nothing and we're wanting them to pick them up when we're chasing the game, That's not their job when the loose ball goes. There should always be a ball on the plinth for the player to pick up, which could mean him walking 25 or 30 yards to do that. Got to put a word in as well for the under-18s last night, uh, who won 3-0 against uh, Burnley, and now play Swindon in the quarterfinal of the FA Youth Cup, under-18s, a goal there for uh, Hewlett, penalty. I think that's Matt Hewlett's son, and then Morrison grabbed a couple. I think that's Elijah Morrison, who has made the first-team squad one day. He's not got any minutes on the pitch or, uh, or anything like that. But um, onward to um, Borough. Um, Mark, we were talking offline. It's a tough week, isn't it? Because, you know, they played 120 minutes. They came back from Nottingham on a coach last night. You know, they probably got to bed 3 o'clock this morning, something like that. They got a rest day today. You know, we don't know what their travel arrangements are, but if it features an aeroplane, it's going to help. But it's not an ideal preparation for a game against an inconsistent borough, but a game where we really need to get our season back on track, which means a league win in 2024, doesn't it, Mark?
3: Yeah, anything uh, that, that reduces the travel time is going to be a help for players like that. And I mean, I think Manning's alluded to this, and, and I suppose we, we, we some fans take it for granted that there, perhaps there's, you know, full training sessions um, throughout the week. There aren't. They he, he won't get the opportunity to do that when you get you get games, you get midweek games. So they'll very get very little to do, very little on pitch preparation. It's going to be more down to conditioning and and and, and short drills, I'd imagine. There's not a lot they, they can do. But with the players we've got coming back with Cam Pring and Taylor Gardner Hickman, um, I think you know that that gives us uh, reason for optimism. Mabude I'd imagine he'd be on the bench for Saturday, having only played you know three times for KBC Westerlo this season. Might come on maybe after uh, after sixty minutes or so, depending on the state of the game. And they're they say they're very excited about him. Let's hope that ex- excitement pays off. But I think we can get three points. But it, it's again we got he's scoring more than one goal in games and. What's quite strange is that we haven't won a game since Watford. When we mm-hmm. won that game four-one in our best performance of the season, ticked all the boxes, got the goals, and it was like you know, rather than the, the you know the 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 end of the beginning, it's like the beginning of the end, isn't it? It's uh, mm. it's a really strange, it's a really strange thing that we haven't won since. So we just got to start, score. We just got to start taking our chances. We've been banging on about it on and on and on every week about the same thing. But it's as simple as as that. If we score more than one goal, we've got a good chance of winning that game. Mm. Let's do it.
0: Ian, Borough are a little bit inconsistent, but the goal scoring, which everybody says, is a problem. And it's interesting if you take the Plymouth at home game and then Middlesbrough, Watford and Hull, which I think adds up to, um, how many goals is that? 10 or 11, something like that. I did the calculation the other day. In twenty in three games, I took out in twenty seven in 23, 27 games. Sorry, we've only managed to score about twenty three goals. I think if you take those four games out, that is the problem. But Borough, you know, they'll be. Do you think they'll be licking the lips at the prospect of playing us, knowing that they haven't had a game themselves in midweek, and uh, you know, we've got a lot of travelling involved as well. Taking on board your earlier point, Ian, that we have got players to come back and players you did have limited minutes last night
2: i mean playing 120 minutes as a collective hasn't done us any good you know we, we let me be the first one to say that um but at least we're in a position where we can freshen up for borough even more possibly for southampton particularly on the bench and hopefully completely better for qpr so mm. you know there there is some grounds for optimism but the, you know though that's the way that the dice has fallen we've had the cut run we've we've been watched by about 122,000 people if you take 45 percent of that even at a tenner each that's an awful lot of money plus all the commercials and all the bits and pieces and the prize money we got for beating West Ham, which was 100 grand, and the TV money, which was 42. So it, 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 that's all for a club in our position. That's a lot better than a kick at the backside. And it'd be nice if the club would um, confirm the, the kind of income that we've had from it, because it is it has been well worth having. Would it have been nice to have a game against Man United? Yes. But at least yeah. now we can completely focus on the league, and with having more a, 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 a large squad in the sense of having those injured players back, providing, please God, they stay fit and everybody else does, um, it will give us an opportunity to see exactly how strong the squad is and it will give Liam Manning a good chance to think, well, what do I really need in the summer? We know we're going to get um, a, a striker, a mobile striker, and a number ten. That number ten could be Scott Twine, depending on how sensible Burnley are. Because the deals we've got, well, that that deal in particular is a double-edged sword. Um, because if if he does absolutely brilliant, um, then um, Burnley might want to keep him. Uh, then it depends on what the player wants to do. So you, you've got a you know you've got a lot of um, there's a lot of options there. But yeah, I mean. I don't think Borough be licking their lips. I think they'll be seeing us play against Forest and think they're in for a tough game. We've already beaten them once this season. So, yeah. you know, let, let's go up there and play with confidence. And I think with City, a lot of it is getting the first goal. But then, we've got to go on from that and score more goals because that, yeah. it, it, when the WSM broke up, that was it in terms of us scoring goals. And you can oh, follow yeah. City's declining in, in, in for when, when that triumvirate was broken up the the goal scoring's gone like that and you can follow it in a straight line now all right we're defensively better but and and i'll tell you one thing before i forget to mention it i'm really proud that we went up there and played football last night we didn't go up and put 10 behind the ball and try and bore everybody to death and catch a goal on the break we went up there and we gave as good as we got
0: yeah no that's fair enough i think very good point. And I think reading a few little comments, I think the fans of Forest and West Ham have both um, commented that we play decent football. And that's the thing. This is where it's frustrating that, you know, our league form does look indifferent because we were all on a high after that game against Watford. And, you know, I mean, to me now, and quick response from you, Mark, and then from you, Ian, as well. We need to wrap up. Um, but to me now, this season, it's I'm looking for a points total, right, that is four or five better than what we had last year. Looking at where we are now, Do you, and, and now that could mean top ten, but it might mean even staying still. I don't. I've looked at the league table to study that. But Mark, what does success look like to you? for you between now and the end of the season, very succinctly.
3: How many games have we got left? Is it eighteen? Sixteen. Sixteen. And we got thirty-eight points. Yeah. To beat last season's total, we need to get sixty. So we need to win we need to win seven of those last six, 16 games. Yeah, fans will, will I mean fans, lots of fans will be comparing and say, look, you didn't do better than Pearson. So they want they'll want sixty points. Um which is gonna to be tough, but it's it's do it's doable. Uh, they've got to start winning some games at home, uh, to get sixty-four points, I mean that's twenty-six more points. That would take eight. That would take eight or nine wins from the last from the last sixteen.
0: Well, you've got to throw in a few draws there as well. But you, yeah, seven, I just want to. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see us know, get. You know, that's right. Five, 60 I,
3: You can't mm. say success. You could say. Mm. You could say slow slow progress would be would be sixty points um um top top 10 top 12 finish and right. to show the positivity because i think nadine said do you think liam manning will get his promotion mm-hmm. i mean who knows we'll only know by how strongly we finish this season and then the transfer window yeah window will determine that. it. ian well, simple what, as that
0: what does success look like for you for the remainder of the season you've been very much a cup, a cup half full person since uh liam's been appointed so you know what does success look for we've got to get 22 points to equal last seasons ian has just said is that achievable
2: so what we got now 38, 38. Um, first target for me i think the last I, I always say 50 points but uh in fairness 50, 50 points um would keep you up but in the last I think four or five seasons, I think it averages about 46. But anyway, mm. let's get to that 50 points mark first. That's 12 more points. Then then we know at that point it'd be very, very, very unlikely for us to get relegated. So let's put, put that. Um, it's about results from now to the end of the season, but it's about the quality of performance as well. Um, it, it's... Um, some of our performances have been very good some have been really poor uh, we didn't play well against leeds we didn't play well against Millwall. um we so didn't play
0: well against preston
2: we didn't play well uh, uh, in the second half we didn't play well against preston we didn't react quickly enough to their changes so mm. these are all lessons that that liam manning's going to be learning less less we forget he's still a young man um so but so far when we when we play well it's better than I've seen us play for a long time. The example I'll give you is the second half away to West Ham. Uh, the first half against Nottingham Forest at home. The first half against Southampton away, where we should have been a goal or mm-hmm. two up. So there have been plenty of those as well. So it's not a question of um, saying everything he does is great or He's going to make mistakes. He hasn't got his own players and i think i've always said you've got to give at least two windows uh to judge we'll see we know roughly what we're doing in the summer so let's yeah. see who i, I i'm very I like. interested to see who's here come the first game of the season in august because yeah. i i think it could be i won't say radically different but i think it could be notably different
0: yeah OK, let's end it there. Um, just a quick point on Ian, which we can develop. I mean, you said he hasn't got his own players, Yeah, he inherited a squad that was told that the existing manager wasn't getting enough out of them and it was a top six, top ten squad. Yeah. Um, you know, questions are going to be asked if we start falling short of, as Dave said, Dave Fevs has said on the text feed, 60 points is under... Uh, underachieving. But uh, we'll obviously develop that more. Mark, quick point from you. You put your hand yeah, up Yeah, I think I the, the one up.
3: thing we want to see in the remaining games is when we've got games like Preston that, that um, Manning's got announced to make tactical changes to to, yeah. to you know to deal with the opposition. He see, We yeah. seem to be playing the same way uh, week in, week out, probably slight tweaks, but more or less the same way in terms of trying to play our way out of a hole. And you know, we're yeah. not going to get played. Hey, Leeds if we play
0: though, like we did but if we played though, like we did stu- against stu- West Ham. Or if we play like we played against West Ham and Forest, Leeds being the exception, because I think they were bloody good. Well they pressed they nobody presses like nobody's
3: pressing. If we play like
0: we did yeah. in those four games for the rest of the season, we'll go past that. Yeah. And that is, you know, I mean, he changed the formation the other night last night because he had to, right? But this is a very critical period on on you know on the board who've backed him. Yeah. And, you know, if he does get his own players in, he's starting to do that. But then we've got people saying, Oh you you know, here we are back to square one again and all the rest of it. I, I agree with Ian. I think the summer transfer window is gonna be interesting
3: and I think Tommy won't be a player for Bristol City well, next you can season. He can take the deal. If you Bristol don't agree a deal, he's gotta go. Simple as that. Well, there you go. No, absolutely.
0: Anyway, we will be recording. Uh, I think we said we'd do the Middlesbrough game at 6 o'clock on Saturday night. Is that right, chaps? Yeah, we'll do the Middlesbrough game. Yeah, so we have a free a free Sunday morning. So they make the long trip up, uh, up there to do that. And then the Southampton game, we'll do our review of that on Wednesday uh, morning. But everybody who's uh, tuned in, uh, who's watched us live on YouTube and X... Thanks a lot for all your comments. Sorry for not being able to answer all of them. I know Ian has tried to get a bit of a running commentary going along there as well. Ian and Mark, thanks for your contribution. Everybody, have a good rest of the week. And we look forward to uh, speaking with you again on Saturday evening. Cheers, everyone. All the best for now. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye, everybody.
2: a time I always feel happy, as happy
4: as a king. When the red, red Robin comes, and along, along. There'll be no more sobbing When he stops throbbing his old sweet song Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead Get up, get up, get out of bed Cheer up, cheer up The sun is red Live, love, laugh and be happy What if i and blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers Rain may glisten, but still I listen For hours and hours I'm just a kid again Doing what I did again Singing a song when the red red robin' comes bob-bob-bobbin' along When the red red robin' comes bob-bob-bobbin' along Along There'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbin' his old sweet song Oh, wake up, wake up, you head, get, get up Get up, get out of bed, cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red Live, love, laugh and be happy. What if I've been blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers. Rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song. When the red red rub out, bob along.
1: It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you still the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times delivery and times supply. See mcdonalds.com.
0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.